Welcome to the final Friday of the month, and to celebrate, let's go ahead and have the September 25th, 2020 edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and for the next several minutes, you'll get some information about what's going on in our area and what's coming up. Support for this program comes from the many people who have decided to fund it through a monthly contribution to Patreon or a subscription through the Substack service. For $25 a month through Patreon, though, you can have me read a shout-out. Monday's is going to be on voting. Over 3,300 Albemarle voters have already cast their ballot, according to Jim Heilman, a member of the county's electoral board. He gave that figure to the Places 29 Rio Community Advisory Committee last night as part of their monthly meeting. There are 39 days, including today until November 3rd, the final deadline for voting in this year's federal and state election. Early voting is underway across Virginia, and local officials like Heilman are trying to get the word out about what has changed in this pandemic year. We have basically a perfect storm of an election this year. Uh, All presidential elections are a storm, for sure, but this one has a lot of added things to it. Uh, We have a whole raft of new election laws. These include expanded early voting and no-excuse absentee voting, though Heilman dislikes the term absentee at this point. Heilman said the Electoral Board is not seeing a spike in new voter registrations. Voter registration is something normally is spiking about now in a presidential year. It's not spiking here. Uh, It's going up, but it's not spiking. And I think the main reason for that is because the normal ways of getting voter registration up by uh, door-to-door voter registration drives, uh, registration drives at concerts at Fridays after five, none of those are happening. Heilman and the rest of the Electoral Board are recommending people vote in advance to avoid large crowds on Election Day. There is a pandemic, after all. If you still need to register to vote, visit vote.elections.virginia.gov. There are another 941 cases of COVID-19 reported today by the Virginia Department of Health for a total of 144,433 since the pandemic began. At some point over the weekend, Governor Ralph Northam and First Lady Pamela Northam will be among that number, as both tested positive for COVID-19 yesterday. That means they will be isolating for 10 days. Contact tracing is now underway. The governor says he is asymptomatic, though his wife is experiencing mild symptoms. Another 23 deaths are reported statewide today, but that figure represents a continuing update as death certificates come in to the VDH. The seven-day average for positive PCR test results has dropped to 5.1% statewide. Statewide, there is one new case of the multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children for a total of nine to date, with no fatalities. There are another 48 cases in the Thomas Jefferson Health District, with 25 new cases in Charlottesville and 18 from Albemarle. Looked at another way, that is 52 new cases per 100,000 people in Charlottesville and 16.6 new cases per 100,000 in Albemarle. The seven-day rate for positive tests is now at 4.9%, up from 4.7% yesterday. The University of Virginia reported another 22 cases yesterday, all students. The official number of active cases is now at 238, 
and that means people who were tested at UVA who were positive in the past 10 days. 28% of quarantine rooms are in use, and 7% of isolation rooms are in use. Many who live in this region are unaware that the confluence of the Rivanna and James River in Fluvanna County is sacred ground for the Monacan Nation. Now, the National Trust for Historic Preservation has named the site known as Rosawek as one of its 11 most endangered places. According to a statement on the Preservation Virginia blog, researchers verified Rosawek's location in the 1880s, the 1930s, and the 1980s. They say it is the Monacan equivalent of Werowakamako, the Powhatan capital, that is now planned to be a national park. The James River Water Authority has been planning to locate a pump station on the site as part of an effort to bring public water to Zion Crossroads. In August, public pressure from the Monacan Nation and others led the authority to hit pause on the planning process to explore previously discarded alternatives. The next meeting of the James River Water Authority is October 14th. Read Allison Rabel's Daily Progress article from August to learn more. Every part of the earth contains plants that are home to that specific region. Some of these have fruits that make their way into the rest of the world, if they are a product that can be sold. But what about the rest of the ecosystem from which that food comes from? Enrique Salmon is an ethnobotanist whose work is based on the belief that all life forms are interconnected and share the same breath. That's according to the materials for a presentation the Virginia Festival of the Book offered yesterday on Salmon's book, Iwagara, American Indian Ethnobotanical Traditions and Science. He said he often gives his students this example. Um, I asked him, well, how many of you like guacamole? And of course, most of them will raise their hand, although there's always a couple that don't like the texture of avocado. <laughs> then I'll, I'll ask them, well, where does guacamole come from? And they'll, most of them will know that it's avocado. But then I'll ask them, well, what does an avocado tree look like? And that's when only one or two hands will go up. And then I ask them, well, when do you pick avocados? And most of the time, they don't really know. Salman is head of the American Indian Studies program at Cal State University East Bay in Hayward, California. The event can be watched on the Virginia Festival of the Books Facebook page. There are two meetings today, both under the auspices of the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission, or TJPDC. The TJPDC's Regional Housing Partnership begins a fall speaker series today at 11 a.m. Dr. Lisa Sturdevant, chief economist with Virginia Realtors, will talk about the impact of COVID-19 on the Charlottesville area housing market. The Rivanna River Basin Commission will hold its annual conference at noon, this time virtually. There will be an update on the Chesapeake Bay Watershed Improvement Plan, a presentation on best management practices for stormwater management, and updates on local efforts to improve water quality. This is a really good chance to get an overview of what's going on in this very important space. You can listen to the 2018 conference on one of my blogs, and there's a link in the newsletter. And that's it for the conclusion of another week of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast, produced by me, Sean Tubbs. If you have enjoyed this program, would really appreciate it if you would send it on to somebody or tell someone else about it. I'm hoping to grow the audience into the future so I can continue to bring you news and information that I think you need to know. Some of that information comes from other media providers because it's gonna take all of us to tell each other 
what stories we need to know to get through this time and to build a better place. As I said, I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. And if you do want to support the program financially, please consider a donation through Patreon. That's a way to fund me for basic research. Or if you just want to support this program, sign up for a monthly subscription. There is premium content on the way. I just have to figure out how to make more time to get it going. I'm Sean Tubbs. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with more information. Look ahead to the week ahead coming out on Sunday. Thanks for listening, and stay safe out there. 